Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you on this wonderful Euro Friday. Quarterfinals, first round of them are over. What a set of quarterfinals we had this morning. The Swiss, Valiant Swiss, getting defeated by Spain and Belgium eliminated by Italy. I'm going to talk about it all today. Of course, we're going to give you the preview for tomorrow's matches as well, as well as the odds so stay with us here on the show. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is great to have you with us. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, wonderful to be with you. If you miss any part of the show, don't worry. You can catch it at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network available soon as, it, as soon as soon as the show finishes airing and when is that you might ask well funny that you did because i'm going to tell you it's 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time then again midnight pacific 3 a.m on the east coast for all you early birds out there uh, that's when you can check out the show all right lots to get to today obviously the euros are the big point of discussion we can also look at some of the transfer uh activity going on around Europe. It's a little bit muted, but it is definitely out there. Some big signings happening. Jaden Sancho on his way to Man United, I think, is the biggest story. And I wonder how the United fans feel about that. Do they still think they're a laughing stock? I don't know. We can get to that. Rafa Benitez, appointed manager of Everton. Nuno Espirito Santos, appointed manager of Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, let's talk about it all. But most importantly, let's talk Euros. Let's talk upsets. Let's talk Belgium. Let's talk France. Let's talk Germany. Let's talk Spain and Italy and the Dutch and the Portuguese. Wow, how the mighty have fallen. Absolutely shocking. Uh, find me on Twitter, at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Once again, Twitter, at Nagiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I do love to hear from you, and I do interact with all my listeners uh, that uh, reach out to me on social media. It's great to have that a part of the show. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back to kick it all off here on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back to the show there, Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. Um, I've been looking at some of these odds for the Euros. If you bet before the Euro tournament started, France were the uh, favorites at plus 450, England second at plus 500, Belgium plus 600, Germany plus 700. Portugal plus 800, Spain plus 800, Italy plus 1,000, the Netherlands plus 1,200. Um, we're going to talk about this in a minute. But if I'm talking about placing a few wages, and I've been known to do that every now and then, there's no place I recommend more 
than my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They've got odds on everything, whether it's the Euros, whether it's darts, whether it's wrestling, boxing, baseball, basketball, NHL, NFL. So you know, we got one more month without the NFL. And, of course, Major League Baseball, that I mentioned that, as well as golf. I mean, look, you want the sport, they have it, you can bet on it right there, betonline.ag, and, of course, all the soccer you can want. By the way, Premier League starting in the middle of August, and we still have the Olympics and the World Cup um, and Olympic women's soccer, which is a load of fun, my favorite part of the tournament, actually. So head over to betonline.ag right now. Safe, secure, never a problem with money. Get your bets in. Open your account, fund it, and when you do, BetOnline will happily give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right, you heard me. A 50% bonus on your first deposit. Don't be a numpty. Head over to BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And as I do like to say, please remember, make sports betting part of your entertainment dollars and not a lifestyle. And then you'll be really in the sweet spot in life and uh that's what i recommend so i was looking at the uh, odds coming into the tournament and you know france were the big favorites at plus 450 of course um france are gonzo as you know eliminated from the tournament along with by the way i mean you know let's be let's be let's be fair they're not the only shock exit from the tournament right i mean we've had by the way, how do you like that? That's my kind of Ian Dark thing. They're not the only shock exits from the tournament, wouldn't you say? In this sort of pompous manner. But the round of 16 certainly gave us some shockers of shocks. Switzerland beating France, eliminating them. Then Switzerland today going down to defeat in what was a thrilling match in fairness against Spain, went to penalties, and, uh, uh, you know, just leading me to believe that that side of the semifinal is the Patsy side. But if you bet before the game, where am I going with this? I don't want to get into details, because we're going to do that in the next section of the show. But if you, if, if you look at where these odds were prior to the start of it, France plus 450 are out. Belgium, well, they're gone. That golden gender. By the way, I was it just me? Or were you just sick and tired of hearing about the, quote, golden generation? I know I was. By the way, this Belgian team was the oldest team in the tournament. Average age, 28.73 years. What's that in, in months, I wonder? Let's hear. Let, 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 me, let me tell you, because I'm interested. Because no, no one says, oh, I'm living 0.73 of an extra year. Let's see. 12 divided by 0.73. It's, uh, no, that's not right. <clears throat> Point, so, yeah, it says, so there we go. 12 divided by 0 0.73. Nope, that's 60. So uh, 12 divided by 0.2. Four. There we go. Five months. No. Eight months. Whatever. My math sucks. <laughs> ah, but, okay, so anyway, Belgium out. Germany, Gonzo. Portugal, 
out. Spain, Italy, in Netherlands, out. The lowest ranked team still in the tournament right now is going to be Ukraine. Or the Czech Republic. No, pardon me, the Czech Republic. What am I talking about? The Czech Republic were plus 10,000 to win the tournament. Now, do I think that the Czech Republic is somehow miraculously, make sure I've got time here. Yes, I'm doing fine. Somehow and miraculously going to get through. They're playing Denmark. By the way, Denmark were plus 2,800. I actually, I, I think the Danes are going to win. I, you know, they are on, they have this emotional momentum going. But again, I'm not talking about that right now. We're going to get to that. Loads of time to get to that. The Czech Republic were the seventh lowest ranked team in the tournament. Ukraine were plus 4,000 to win it. Denmark plus 2,800. And the Swiss were plus 6,600. So in the semi-final, pardon me, in the quarterfinals, you had some pretty low-ranked teams. Czech Republic, Ukraine, and Switzerland. That's uh, three out of eight. Obviously, Italy, Belgium, England, Denmark, I would say. Spain. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched. We've got a lot more football to play. We've got one more. We've got two more quarterfinal games. We've got uh, a semifinal, two semifinals, and then we have the finals. So we've got four more matches before this bad boy comes to an end and we crown a winner i'm going to give you my picks today on the show because i've seen just about everybody play although tomorrow i will give you your odds for the czech republic denmark ukraine england rest assured uh, i'm going to go down all of that with deep in detail for you so that when you head over to betonline.ag you can make the best bet possible but it has been rife with upsets and that's been a lot of fun no one likes a tournament where it's just well okay the major television networks they love the tournaments where the popular favorites go all the way to the finals and they maintain big eyeballs and big viewership all the way through and their pundits get to sound like geniuses because they told you that the uh, favorite was going to win by the way in in full transparency i had picked france to win the tournament and they were the, t the favorites so in many respects i'm as guilty of that as the major networks but they do love a tournament <clears throat> that has maybe a little tweak of an upset, but then goes right through and the big boys all clash in the semifinals and clash in the finals and they can get their big sponsor dollars and, and they can sound like experts and that's what they love. Well, they are really in shock here because I promise you this, there are a bunch of pundits having to learn who the hell is on this Ukrainian team and who the heck are on this Czech Republic team because other than the big names, obviously, that they know the players that play in Europe and the big leagues in Europe. So, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things. That's why I like this. I generally pull for the underdog. Because I like to stick a finger in the eye of the establishment. And when the underdog wins, that's what happens. You know you love to do that, too.
Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. At Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. This is such World Soccer Radio. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. On our Believe Podcast Network. By the way, lots of great soccer programming on the Believe Network. Be sure to check it out. And also iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. And I have to tell you, the Sirius XM app is a thing of beauty. I mean, not only do they have all the regular channels that you get on Sirius, but they've got some really specialized musical channels that I love, like uh, Marky Ramone's Punk Rock Jukebox, one of my favorite channels. Uh, I have to go to break. Come back. This is World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. the show world soccer radio nikki but i'm always myself on the show for you uh it's probably making you cry with boredom but i am always myself on this show i no airs no nonsense no bs just my opinions and my opinions and they're not often correct and they're not often politically correct and quite often i'm full of crap but you know hey i'm gonna tell it to you as i see it because that's just what i do we are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, what's who's left in the Euros? Well, of the top-rated teams, of the top 10 teams, uh, let's see, that was France, England, Belgium. That's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, France, England, Belgium, Germany, Portugal, Spain, Italy, the Netherlands, Croatia, and Denmark. First seed, France, gone. Second seed, England, in. Third seed, oh, the wonderful Belgians, the golden generation, the team of incredible names, and Roberto Martinez, and the skill, the talent, the joy, the brilliance, they're going to win it all. Oh, my God, it wants to make me puke. Belgians, out. At the hands of a team that plays football with such joy and such verve, and such vigor in this tournament. They have been truly a joy to watch. A team that was ranked seventh, that the odds makers had at plus 1,000 to win this tournament. I'm, of course, talking Italy. If you look at the age of these players everyone talks about the golden generation of belgium they're, they're 28 years old the average right 28 years and eight months excuse me well you know the italians not too far behind they're about 27 years old average who was the youngest team in the tournament you ask i'm going to tell you it was the turks they had a horrible tournament but you know they're very very young 24 years six months that's the average age of the turkish national squad that attended the Euros. 
you know, I don't believe that being uh, an old team necessarily means you're not going to win. Of course, if you listen to uh, John Champion and his stellar announcing that just blew you away during the uh, France game, you would have heard him say that, you know, this French team passed their sell-by date when they went down by one goal to nil. Of course, you and I know that's complete crap, right? The French team were not past their sell-by date. The French team were not mentally prepared by Didier Deschamps. It's that simple. The French team ran into a game um, Swiss side who gave the Spanish everything they could handle, and they only won it on penalties. And this French team, despite the youth movement, guys like Mbappe, actually 27 years old, firmly kind of in the middle-ish, top portion of the middle age wide, but certainly not over the hill, not past their sell-by date, still have a full another tournament in them easily. Two years from now in the World Cup, they'll be there. But they ran up against a Swiss side that did not shake in their boots at the thought of taking the pitch against the French. They ran up against a Swiss side that believed firmly that they can play with the best and be the best and despite the bad season Granit Xhaka's had and uh, you know Jordan Shakiri basically being a bench player for Liverpool this team believed and when the French played such average football as they did in the group stage it's just natural that you know when teams take the pitch against you they're going to believe they can beat you. And you have to be mentally tough. You have to be strong. You have to be focused. Because teams are just not going to roll over and play dead when they go a goal down against you. Hello, Switzerland. Sometimes that's youthful exuberance. Sometimes younger teams don't know any better. They don't know that they should be scared of you because young people have no respect for their elders. Young people know, have, have no respect for the achievements of those that came before them, and that's what makes them great, wonderful, and joyful to watch. They don't play with that pent-up anger and pent-up stress of haven't won anything and with a golden generation, and now we've got to win something. Look, this French team already won the World Cup. The Belgians, well, yeah, they, they, they were full of nerves. Great team, by the way. Absolutely. But they ran across a team in the Italians that is experienced, that feels underrated vastly. Rightly so, I might add. That feels both their league is underrated and their national team is underrated. And many of these players, you know, uh, Insigne is a great example, plays for Napoli. If you don't watch Serie A, you, you don't know who he is. 
wonderful players. The days of Catanazio and eye-wateringly boring Italian defensive football are a thing of the history books. And by the way, the Spanish pretended that uh, tiki-taka is over, and they're full of crap. The Italians told you Catanazio is over, and oh, oh boy, are they right. This Italian team... It's a goal-scoring machine. Scoring two goals against the mighty, mighty Belgian. Which, you know, was pretty impressive, actually. I I'm not sure I ever really thought they were going to lose this match. Did you? An Italian team that scored seven goals in the group stages, by the way. Who was in that group? That was not a pushover group. That was Wales and Switzerland and Turkey, who we mentioned, the youngest team in the tournament. So where am I going with this? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just having a train of consciousness. <laughs> I can do that. It's my prerogative. It's my show. Oh, yeah, the favorites. And how everybody, Belgium, were the team of everybody's darlings. I love the Belgian team. I mean, no, it's not to love. They were a great, great team. Don't get me wrong. But they got whomped. Whompity, whompity, whomped by the Italians. Who so far have conceded one goal to Austria and one goal to Belgium in the whole tournament. A team scored 11 goals and conceded three, two. Wow. Plus $1,000, $100 would have won you $1,000, $1,000 would have won you $10,000. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, that's correct. 10 to 1. That's odds, people, because right now, if you're looking at this Italian team, you have to think they got to be the favorites, right? And we're going to talk about that because the, bo the, the bookmakers had England, would have England as a favorite as they were the second favorite coming in at plus 500. This tournament has been a joy to watch. There have been so many great stories in this tournament. Obviously, the upset's a big part of it, but I mean, this Denmark incredible comeback's been wonderful to watch. The England team finding cohesiveness, trying to get their first uh, semi-final uh, appearance since 1996 together. Having the Czech Republic go so deep, having Ukraine go so deep. The Turks having a, such a disappointing tournament, the, uh, the worst of all the teams. It, it, it's been a fabulous tournament. Missed penalties, goals galore, incredible defensive records, drama, passion, fans back in the stages. Everything you wanted in a tournament, you're getting at these Euros. And that, frankly, after having to sit through 18 months of COVID boredom, 
uh, has been an absolute a joy to watch. All right, when we come back, I will break down the matches coming up tomorrow. I'm going to give you my picks all the way through. Let's talk about some of the recurring stories going on here. And I'll ask you this. Do, do you think Ryan Giggs is somewhat to blame for Wales, let's just say, very disappointing run in the Euros? I don't know. Let me know. Find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I have to go to break. I'll be right back after this. You're hearing it correctly. That's right. You're listening to the Dead Kennedys, and this is the only soccer show on the planet that's going to bring you in with the Dead Kennedys, right? And that's why you listen to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM and the Believe Podcast Network and iHeart and TuneIn and the award-winning Sirius XM app and the American Forces Radio Network. That's why you listen to Nick Eber, because uh, I bring the best of soccer on the airwaves in America. And I've been doing it one or two days. Still love it. Still fun. Find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm coming to you live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. You can find me uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. Uh, it is such fun to bring you this show and to do this show and uh, to talk to this great audience uh, that has, over the last 25 years or so, really fallen in love with the game at the absolute highest levels. And, you know, speaking of 25 years is a reason that I brought that number up. 1996. Euro 96. Do you remember Euro 96? I do. Football's coming home. It's coming home. Remember that? England made the semi-finals. The last time England made a semi-final of a major tournament was Euro 96. By the way, Germany went on to win that tournament. England eliminating Germany from this Euro, Euro 2020, which really happens in Euro 2021, which is a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> England eliminating Germany and, and possibly setting up for this sort of great historical run. Now, look, I'm English, obviously, originally from London. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you right now that I think England are going to win it, because they don't. First of all, they have a game against Ukraine to get by. And yeah, okay. I'm looking at the odds right now, courtesy of betonline.ag. Let's take, a, let's take a gander, shall we, at the odds, if I have them. I know I printed them out. If I don't, I might have to get up off my ass here and get them from the printer unless one of my trusty producers in the other room would like to bring it to me, which they didn't, but it is actually on the broadcast desk right here. So use my eyes. Use your eyes, Nick. Don't be a lazy bastard. All right. England are favorites. Is that a surprise? Well, shouldn't be, because England actually are, were favorites to win this competition. With the French gone, the English were second, right? In fact, I'm wondering if I can still do futures at the Euros. Let's have a look. Um, England, here we go. All right, guys, here are the odds. England are favorites tied with Italy at plus 210. That is likely 
likely. And uh, listen, I just I don't want to go on a limb and say that is. I mean, there's certain tournaments where you could say it's going to be England, Italy, England for the final. Well, you know, I just don't know that actually. Ukraine is fully to- fully able to uh, for an upset. The Czech Republic fully able for an upset. Spain and Denmark fully around and able for an upset. But the odds makers have England at minus 230 to get by Ukraine. Ukraine, the long shots, at plus 800. Look, I like this Ukrainian team a lot. There's a lot to like about them. There's a lot to like uh, politically if you are into political schadenfreude. There's a lot to like about the fact that the Ukrainians are in the quarterfinals of the Euros. And their arch enemies, the Ruskies, did not make it out of the group stages. But I don't think that in and of itself is enough to take them by England. I, look, they beat Sweden, but yeah, I actually kind of felt the Swedish team was one of the more overrated teams um, in the tournament. Actually, I know that's kind of a mean thing to say, but, you know, I'm a mean guy. I don't know what to say. I mean, if you think about it, the Ukrainian team are in a group with the Dutch, the Austrians, and the North Macedonians. Uh, The Ukrainian team actually came out third in that group, winning only one game, scoring four goals, but conceding five. They dropped three goals to the Dutch. And they dropped one goal to North Macedonia. And they lost to Austria. So they had one win and two losses, losing to the Dutch and the Austrians and beating North Macedonia and conceding a goal to North Macedonia. Now, they went then went on to beat Sweden. Sweden topping what was arguably one of the weakest groups in the tournament with Spain, Slovakia, and Poland winning two, drawing one, scoring four, and conceding two. So a decent matchup. Folks, I- I'm going to say it right now. I, I could be wrong, but I, you know, for me, I-, I think the Ukrainians have had a spectacular tournament where, as my dad used to say, they're a 100-horsepower engine doing a 100-horsepower job. The problem is, is that to beat England, they're going to have to be a 300-horsepower engine, and they are not. My dad is up in heaven laughing at the joke. You're probably not, but he is. I mean, don't mean you're not in heaven. If you're listening to the show, I imagine you're listening to it on your Sirius XM radio or your regular radio or a mobile device or what have you. Anyway, look, England, by far the favorites, and they are going to win this game. Uh, they are going to make it to the semifinals. They will make their second semifinal since 1996, or first semifinal since 1996. Ukraine are going to lose tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, Ukraine are going to lose tomorrow. If they don't, it is. I won't cry. I'm an England fan, obviously. I will be astounded, amazed, and I will be very happy for them, and I will root for them to win the whole kit and caboodle. But I don't think they're going to win. 
England plus two thirty uh, minus two thirty. Take them in regulation. I'm taking England. The other one, the Czech Republic and Denmark, and this one to me is actually fascinating because we've got two teams here. The Danes, if you remember, were really the favourites coming in in their group, and uh, they had this whole Christian Eriksen heart attack issue, which was really sad and terrible, and uh, no one was obviously you know r remotely uh, thinking about football at the time. But they they lost Finland. They won only one game of their group stages. Uh, they did score five, but look, they conceded four goals. But remember, this was a group with Belgium, who scored seven goals, had only one scored against them, and won every game they played. And they're now gone. How funny is that? The Dutch still around. I like gold. The look of it, the feel of it, the smell of it. That's the Dutch team. They're gone. <laughs> Everybody's lovely favorites. By the way, the Dutch team were not in the group with the Belgians. <laughs> oh, I've been watching so much football, I'm getting cross-eyed. Uh, the Danes, of course, in the group with Belgium. The Belgians may like gold, but they certainly are not gold member. <laughs> and that, of course, the group with Russia, who, you know, crapped out. Look, this is a tough game for both teams because the Czech Republic have been a wonder to watch much like much like the Danes getting their mojo back right the Czech Republic are one one and one in the group stage they scored three goals they only conceded two they're really a decent team by the way I mean the Czech Republic is a very good team and they're meeting the Danes and what's going to be a fascinating matchup the Czech Republic eliminating the Dutch. Denmark whomping on Wales. Folks, I'm ready to make a prediction if you're ready. Sit down, sit tight, get ready. Here are your odds, courtesy of betonline.ag. The Czech Republic. Long shots, plus 295. The Danes, plus 110. Take the Czech Republic at plus 295. The Danes have not really played anybody. I'm sorry, Gareth Bale and Wales. I don't count you as anybody. Your team was rubbish. When Denmark did play someone in the guise of Belgium, they lost 2-1. And they lost to Finland, although that game should not count. And they whomped on the worst team, second worst team, probably the second worst team after Turkey in the tournament. They whomped on them 4-1. I'm talking about Russia. I like the Czech Republic. If my predictions go my way, semi-final number two will be England versus the Czech Republic. And I have England will beat, I believe England will beat the Czech Republic. On the other side... We have Italy-Spain set up as our semi-final match, which will take place on Tuesday. I'm not going to give you my prediction, other than to say I think it'll be an England-Italy final, and what a final it will be. And if you haven't been enjoying this tournament, <clears throat> I don't think you're alive. You must be uh, proof of life after death. Because there have been so much fun, so many upsets,
the fact that the oddsmakers' favorites and the dar media darlings of France and Belgium and Germany and, the, and Portugal and the Dutch are all on their way home. I like it. That's why you don't ever count the game until it's been played. It's not Sabutio. It's not uh, a video game. It's not an algorithm that's figuring it out. It's real players. And that one thing is the single most important aspect of the game, which is the mental game. It's not whether you play 442 or whatever you play, okay? It's not whether you play a false nine or a real nine or have false teeth. It's about how you approach the game mentally. On paper, the French team were the best team by a long shot. But when you actually played the game, the French team were found to be mentally soft. Same thing with the other favorites. By the way, we're counting out the Spanish. I'm just not overly impressed with the Spanish team, to be fair. I think that's another 100 horsepower engine that's doing a 100 horsepower job. But I think to get by Italy, they're going to need a 1,000 horsepower engine. This Italian team, folks, playing with delight and joy and Italian panache and style and speed. And if you don't watch Serie A, you haven't seen a lot of these players. They are damn good players. Along with who is a guy who's considered one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Looking to regain their glory and again coming into this tournament with low expectations, low pressure, in the shadow of the French, in the shadow of the golden generation of the Belgians. I'm so tired of hearing that. And of course in the shadow of the Germans and Cristiano Ronaldo and the Portuguese and the Dutch team overshadowing the reputations don't play football and the french found that out and the the belgians found that out and the dutch found that out you have to play the game and if you have a good reputation you better be living up to it or that fear is not going to be instilled in folks listen the mental game is so important in sports it is the most important aspect in sports far eclipsing, particularly in soccer, any tactical issues that you can choose. And who's going to give you the best insight into the game, the mental side of the game? Who's got momentum? Who's not? Who's shagging who? Who shouldn't be? Who's mad at who? Which managers are upset? I am. You love this show. That's why I'm here. That's what I do for you every day, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. This is World Soccer Radio. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'll be right back after this. but let's get on with it because uh went over in the last segment so this one has to be a little bit shorter so uh, anyway welcome back world soccer radio sports byline broadcast network nick Gieber with you look hope you enjoy the matches uh this weekend okay we have one set of quarterfinals left and then the semi-finals start in the midweek and you are going to love it and then we're going to have an epic, epic final. And then once the Euros are over, we're going to have a little breather, a little ha have a drink, sit back, relax, 
And then, folks, you know it, we are right into the world, uh, pardon me, the Olympics. And then, before you know it, we're into preseason Premier League football. And then we're back with the Premier League. August the 15th, get to look at new managers. Nuno Espirito Santos taking over at Tottenham. By the way, congratulations. I really like this guy. I think he's a great manager. And you have Rafa Benitez at Liverpool. Saying that it's not so much Liverpool, it's more of a Liverpool state of mind trying to you know, get over the hurdle that he was a Champions League winning manager for Liverpool Football Club who moves to their cross-time rivals, Everton. But, you know, honestly, that rivalry, yeah, it's heated, but it's heated in sort of a, uh, in a good way rather than a bad way. And I think Everton supporters will come to love uh, the dapper Spaniard, who I think is a absolutely uh, terrific manager. All right, that is just about going to wrap up the show. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Until Monday, I hope you really enjoy the football. Cheers. Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.